Somebody online made a remark about the burqa, though he meant the practice of full cover for Muslim women. He said, in effect, that it was excessive and unreasonable, and ruled by the more extreme of Islamic movements as to extend their disrepute to the practice. I haven't formed a proper opinion on the matter, but this is what I think. The full cover of a Muslim woman is the manifestation of the termination of a dialogue, or at least an attempt to bring it to a point. In this case, the erotic potential of body parts, which saw the mandate extended to all of a woman's body, not because a strong case can be made for its being erotic in its entirety, but because the rest of a woman's body, in having in common the human frame with the erogenous areas of definite sexual purpose, were subject to the attacks of those who wanted to undermine the original intention of conducing chastity. A guy likely made to represent one attracted to an ankle or a forearm to the degree of the breasts, for example, and who was to tell him he, that he wasn't? Nor can I conclusively consider it an intention malicious and interest-driven, because isn't it plausible that some other part of the body may strongly evoke another, a connection produced of a recurring experience in his childhood as a calf suggests thigh and a thigh suggests, you know? And this is all assuming he doesn't genuinely feel this attraction for himself. And so whether their feelings were genuine or not, the matter had to be brought to a sense of completion, which in this case was either fully clothing the body or giving full autonomy to women and to fringe influences as to their attire, or fully X, Y, Z, in any case, the matter needed to seem complete and settled for people to transfer their attentions elsewhere. The path of least resistance settled at the full coverage of a woman. Now, throughout all this, there may, there may seem a glaring injustice, namely that women should be dictated in matters that appear de jour to concern themselves and no one else. And what I have to say to this is that individuality is a relatively new attitude and something that we can discuss in another podcast. But as for right now, when a man and woman, a man and a woman marry, they become of one flesh, you know, they become one. That's the whole point of the bond. So this whole thing about... and. Marriage was obviously a much larger part of a woman's life than it is now. As soon as, as a girl was married, um, not married, born, you know, her marriage was thought about, you know? In, in, indeed, like, as soon as she was born, there was already talk that she would be married to this or that clan or this, you know, to, to foster relations and unite. Like, like women are like the glue, you know, they're, they're, they were exchanged between tribes and that may seem like objectification, but really it, is, it was the, the foundation of unity. That's how tribes interwove with one another and countries formed and empires formed. It was because of that. But yeah. And another thing I should mention is that the reason why I think the environment in which Islam flourished 
which was in the Arabian Peninsula, had influenced um, this decision, or rather made it a lot easier to accept. In the glaring heat of the Arabian Peninsula, to cover up was essential. So men and women covered up alike, and the only way they differed was in covering, like a veil, covering their face. Which is, you know, not as drastic a difference as you can observe now. Um, But yeah.